You're listening to DraftKings Network. Tonight on The Cooligans, we are talking about the U.S. U23s taking on against soccer powerhouses, Dominican Republic. Let's go. Uh, we also discuss Everton and why Zach Steffen has to apologize. That's right. Plus, we talked to Stu Holden of Fox Sports. We talked to him everything from his abs, his hair. Also, his playing career comes up a little bit and the U.S. qualifying for the Olympics. That and more today on The Cooligans! Yo, it's me, Dave Rianich here, and I've been hanging out with the Cooligans, having a nice, and I hope you've been having a nice too. Yeah, baby! Yes. Yes. Another, another week. We're still here. That's We're right. We ain't going it. nowhere. Bruh, what, where'd you think we were going to go anyway? Everything's closed. <laughs> uh, okay. Except Miami. Miami might be a little too open, bro. <laughs> uh, South Beach is lit right now. Okay. Yo, more like lit up. I mean, it is wild down there. Shouts to all of our friends that are down there. Do not come back and talk to us for two weeks, bro. <laughs> What's good, everybody? Welcome to the Cooligans. My name is Christian Polanco. Uh-huh. I'm Alexis Guerreros. All right. We are your favorite stand-up comedians that host the funniest soccer show uh, that has ever lived right here on Football Sports Network. That's right. It also happens to be the gulliest, unless... Someone right now on South Beach has another has a show. <laughs> that might be a little bit more gilly than us right now. But okay, yeah, we so are. Someone on South Beach is coming for the title. I <laughs> speaking. Of, hey, thank you so much for wearing wifey shirt. Now, Christian is wearing the Nah I'm Good shirt, which is a the Donna special at. T-H-E period, D-O-N-A-S, the Donna. Okay. Check them I out. Mean, I was going to get to it, but Alexis was like, no, she's going to be really upset if we don't get to it immediately. Bruh, if I if she thought for one second I forgot and you brought it up and I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, nah. <laughs> I never yes, hear the end of it. Shout out uh, to the Donnas. Thank you for, for the for the gear. Uh, I mean, I'm wearing it. Uh, you know, her husband. I wore, I wore my NYC ain't dead shirt already. Y'all done seen it already. Uh, okay. Uh, Uh, So thank you, everybody, for tuning in. We're excited uh, about today's show, of course, because we're going to be joined by the homie Stu Holden uh, of Fox Sports, Fox Soccer, played for the U.S. men's national team, uh, the the, the best frosted tips in the game. We all know that. Okay, he got that in sync head. You know what I mean? (laughs) Okay, yeah, that's uh, I feel like that's a condition, you know, it's an official (laughs) one, too. Doctors are figuring out ways to treat it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so, uh, a, a lot to uh, talk about today. Speaking of U.S. men's national team, let, let, let's get into a little bit of what's going on uh, with with the U.S. men's national team, with the youth national team, the U23s playing uh, in, in the Olympics. Uh, we got Zach Steffen uh, playing against Everton. You know, there's, there's a, a, a lot to start with. But, but you ain't getting a lot of respect uh, this weekend, bro. <laughs> because, yeah. <laughs> The U.S. U23s played against the Dominican Republic U23s. Mm-hmm. Obviously, they're, they're trying to go uh, to Tokyo, to the Olympics, right? And, and you know, the, the Americans always getting in the way of Dominicans thriving, all right? right? I mean, that's, 
I mean, again, you know, this is how it's told over in the Dominican Republic. This is how okay. DR is phrasing right. it. You the know? history books are going to be written a little differently. Okay? <laughs> you may hear it like, you know, the U.S. are a better team here. That might be how you hear it, you know, over in this imperial nation, you know? <laughs> okay, yeah, the, 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 the conquerors uh, you're doing what they do, uh, but no. Uh, the the U.S. Uh, defeat Dominican Republic four 0 But look, let's also give credit where credit is due because Dominican Republic held uh, a nil nil draw for the first forty five minutes. This is this as is as far as anyone's concerned. That's a W. That's a W for the <laughs> DR right there. <laughs> that was uh, a huge uh, first half, especially coming uh, off the 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 you know the loss to Mexico in the in the first uh, in the first match. So I no disrespect to you, but I think the bigger story here is obviously the biggest story here is the first half for the DR. The yeah. second story here is the U.S. hasn't looked at. They haven't looked at qualifying in the first two <laughs> matches. You know what I mean? Well, look, they, uh, you know, obviously they won uh, the, the two matches that they should have won. They won one nil to Costa Rica mm-hmm. uh, and, and they needed a good result against uh, against Dominican Republic to, to move through the next match. And they did end up getting that. They did they, end up getting a yes, good result. Yeah, but, right? the, but look, it's it, it is that question. It, are the are, is the D- Dominican Republic the next soccer powerhouse that's going to take over CONCACAF? Or, How did you read my mind? Of course or, that's the next question. <laughs> were the U.S. Uh, just really not uh, playing to the, their, their highest level? So I think the question comes in, you know, and I think it's all, ever, all the signs point to Jason Christ. Like, what is happening? You know, why, why did the subs come in? And were there tactical changes made? Were the, the players? Uh, was What was... What was uh, what was the formation? What was the system that was uh, put upon the starting uh, squad? Is Jackson Yule in the right position? It seems to be like he's the link that everyone's trying to attack. I think that happened in the Costa Rica match. It happened again in the DR match. So there's a lot of questions. You know, we we do have uh, Stu Holden on. Uh, so, you know, maybe he'll give us a little bit more insight as to how the U.S. team is playing. Yeah. And, and we'll figure out, uh, you know, how uh, how they're going to line up against Mexico and, and the stuff like that. So uh, the the other match uh, and, and the highlight, another U.S. men's national team player mm-hmm. that, that's doing pretty well is Zach Steffen, a uh, friend Bruh. of the show, uh, you know, was was in goal against Everton for the FA Cup. The, and he knows. Up. He knows you're an Everton fan. <laughs> and let me tell you knows. something. He didn't let up. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's almost like he did it on purpose. Clean Look, sheet. It, you know, the uh it, it's difficult to um forgive him. Uh but yeah. well, I will I will do my best. <laughs> Look, this it was pretty much uh, Everton's last opportunity for a trophy um uh this uh this season. Uh I mean, unless uh, something happens that's insane and we end up winning the league. I don't, I don't see that happening. But the, uh, the, the, now the focus for Everton is obviously to, to try to get into Europe. It, it's not uh, impossible. You got to get in the top five. That's it. Yeah. That's all you. That's literally all you have. That's all yeah. you have right now. But also, I think everyone would say this is a better season than anyone thought they would have at this point with Carlo Ancelotti. It, it seemed to me like Carlo was on a on a on a three to four year plan to get to this point, and he's already here. So yeah. I think you guys are doing pretty good. In oh. more U.S. men's national team news, news. I said use <laughs> news. <laughs> Serginho Dest, bruh. That's I right. Scoring a brace for Barca. He said, Yo, Messi, relax, bruh. I got this. Yo, Why don't he you was kick just like beat up, my he G. He was he was basically like, Yo, Leo, give me the rock. 
All yeah, right, because yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna take care of this. Uh, but no, we we've never seen a, a an American player uh, uh, get a, obviously he's the first American to play for for Barcelona. Um, but the, but to to get a brace is is pretty insane. Uh, and 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 also also he's a defender. Give, I mean, he's, what, yeah, come on now. <laughs> yeah, he he and and also we have to give credit uh, for to Barcelona because they are in second place at the moment mm-hmm. when. I mean, look, look, look at the footage just from a couple of weeks ago of our show where we're like, Barca's done. Messi's yeah. already, he's ready to go. To Messi Manchester. left already. <laughs> you know? <laughs> and, and, and the fact that they were able to turn things around and also that some of the other teams above them, uh, you know, wavering a little bit. This is, there's a real, real opportunity for, for Barca to have the season that they started with. And end up winning La Liga, which would be insane. It's crazy. Well, we've said it from the beginning. Ronald Koeman, clearly the right choice, right? We've <laughs> we've never wavered on that look, point. Don't Do look not at that go footage. back. <laughs> don't go back and listen or look. Don't watch the shows from the back. Just trust me when I tell you, we've always uh, have respect for Ronald Koeman's decision making. <laughs> we when got he was more... the Everton manager. So I would yeah. be great. <laughs> He's been great his whole career. And uh, don't forget, we have Stu Holden coming up uh, in a little bit, uh, which is dope. Uh, Fox News lead analyst, which is kind of cool. Um, or is he college commentator? What is he again? Whatever. You guys know who he is. He's got blonde hair. Um, so <laughs> you guys know who he is. Uh, <laughs> um, there's unfortunately we have to bring up this topic yet again. Uh, we do not want to talk about this, but Europe keeps Europing. Um, yeah, why are I'm, they Europing so much? I mean, if we need to, you know, start one of those counters, how many days since, uh, you know, racism in soccer, uh, we got to start back to go back we, to zero. We're back uh, to that settle. Um, yeah, <laughs> Slavia Prague, a player. I don't think I don't I don't know the player's name. Um, it might end in an IC. Uh, <laughs> the, his last name. He uh, he covered his mouth and uh, Kamara, oh, who plays for Rangers after beating Rangers, he got kind of in his face. And uh, called him the N-word. Or there was racial slur used against him. Everyone's assuming it was the N-word. And you saw from his reaction right away uh, that it was not okay. And there's also black players on Slavia Prague. Like, I can't imagine uh, what they're going through at this moment as well. Um, but there's been a huge outpour uh, of support for Kamara, even in the old firm. Two teams that historically despise each other, Rangers and Celtic. Uh, uh-huh. Scott Brown, the captain of Celtic, came over and uh, gave gave Kamara a handshake, showed uh, a little bit of uh, camaraderie there, which is absolutely amazing. Also, Steven Gerrard, uh, LA Galaxy legend. That's what he's remembered <laughs> most for. Uh, he came out and right after the match just showed incredible support for Kamara. Um, the fans of Slavia Prague saw all of this and were mm. like, nah, let's take it the other way. And just absolute <laughs> trash held up a banner that said Kamara is just a, and spelled out the N word. I mean, what it, what is what should happen to Slavia Prague. That's my question. Yeah, the uh, I, I really appreciated uh, Steven Gerrard's uh, uh, comments just because it, it, it did show a, a sign of uh, of true um, empathy of like yeah. you know and and uh, and to to a degree of like look if you say that to one of my players you you you're saying that to all of us you know what I mean uh, th- there is a there's never going to be an answer. I, I, you know, at this point, especially coming from another player, you're you're kneeling at the beginning of match. I don't know if they did it in the in the beginning of this one. I assume so because it was a Europa League uh, match. You kneel. You're acknowledging 
uh, uh, you know, the, 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 the racial uh, uh, inequities that, that exist, the things that are going on, they, they, players themselves are, are dealing with, like, uh, or they're being informed, they're being educated, they're, 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 there's no excuse. Yeah, but clearly some of them don't care, and this is clearly one of them. Like, this poison isn't going to go away because you make the players kneel. I like that gesture, and I think it's important, and maybe that has changed some people's minds. Maybe some people have taken a look at some of this footage and have taken a look at some of the educational objects, that are like items that you're talking about, and have said, you know what? I'm being an idiot, and I shouldn't be this way. This one player and this group of fans clearly ain't getting the message. Yeah, You know what I yeah. mean? I mean, he, you know uh, when you, if you're covering your mouth, you know it's because you don't want to get caught saying something that you right? that is, is There's bad, a reason right? why the mafia covers their mouth when they speak. <laughs> it's because they're not saying, like, yo, is your mom okay? Is she doing good? <laughs> they're saying something that shouldn't be said. You know they don't what want I mean? the feds uh, yeah. to see what they're saying, okay? Uh, He's out here pescying because not something <laughs> good is being said, you know? Uh, yeah. Look, there's obviously no excuse. Um, the, the, the boldness, uh, you know, and this, this happens a lot. In, in Eastern Europe, I mean, we saw uh, Croatia, uh, what, a couple years ago, couldn't even have, have fans at the match because they they put a damn... They, Their field uh, design. They, they, they uh, put a know. swastika in the damn field. Like, it's, yeah. it's unreal, like, that, the, the degree that it goes to. So there has to be some sort of penalty. Uh, what is the punishment? What do you think the punishment should be? Because I think they should be only... only be, and it has nothing to do with Arsenal playing them. I know that might be the joke. But no, I honestly think they should be banned. Or they should have... Something should happen. You can't ban the play the fans because they are already. There's no one in the stadium anyway. Yeah. So I think the team should be docked points. Should be banned. At some, something should happen. Yeah. I mean, there has to be some. Uh, fine. It's 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 like a difficult thing because. Uh, um, but but there there it has to be made an example of like literally it wasn't all the players of Slav- Slavia Prague that did something wrong. It was one particular player, but they 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 have to look. He's going to ruin it for everyone else it ha- that there has to be some an FIFA, example has to be made for yeah, like sure fifa uefa they have to uh, uh take a bold stance and this is my issue in general with this stuff is that nobody wants to take a a, a, a tough stance because they don't want to deal with the repercussions of just making that decision whether it's banning them whether it's fining them there are people who who don't care about you know they're like i just want to live my racist life and yeah but and- hold on to your point it might be like this isn't the domestic league. This is a European competition. Yeah. So UEFA is in charge of this. UEFA can come down and say, you're no longer allowed to be in it. You're banned this year and next year for those actions. And I know it was just the one player, but I didn't see enough from you as a club to suggest you're taking care of or you're punishing that player correctly. You stood back and said, nah, we didn't hear nothing. Well, I mean, the guy covered his mouth. What do you, how, how do we <laughs> Can't know? prove you anything. Know I- yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's not how you handle this. And then your fans came out. And spelled it out. Yeah, I think it, it really, it pretty much uh, says where they stand. Uh, Even if the player didn't do that, if the fans had done that, the club should still be punished. I agree, hundred percent agree. Uh, so yeah, I'm hoping, I'm hoping they do something because this is a uh, this the 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 more they are silent on this, it is just, I mean, it's complicit at this point. Like you, yeah. you, you can't not do anything. So uh, yeah, I'm I'm hoping very much uh, there is uh, you know uh, some sort of change. But they, the uh, look, if not the, Arsenal, the, slap them up, bro. <laughs> I mean, that'll be a, that that'll that's a that's a start. 
you know, mm-hmm. we can, that's, we'll go from there, slapping them mm-hmm. up uh, and then moving on. Uh, all right. I do want to talk about uh, the Women's Super League, the Barclays uh, Women's Super League out uh, in the UK. Uh, and it, it's interesting because they got a new TV deal. They got uh, the largest TV deal ever in the history of women's professional sports. Supposedly. I don't think it's been confirmed yet at this mm-hmm. point. No, 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 I went through all the books. I no, have you all the papers it? in front of me. <laughs> you <laughs> heard it here <laughs> first, folks. <laughs> he snooped through the whole thing. We're good. Uh, no, but yeah, that's reportedly it is uh, uh, the, the, the highest uh, TV contract uh, uh, for, uh, for women's professional sports, which is, uh, which is huge. I mean, the, 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 the cool thing uh, about this is that you hope you know, rising tide lifts all boats. Uh, you hope that for the NWSL, it, it pushes uh, the league to uh, maybe get a, a, a you know a better deal uh, because now, or at we're, least we're... inspires the TV uh, folks here to offer a better deal because I'm sure the NWSL is looking for a better deal. Uh, you know, uh, it's what is what these teams do, is what these uh, leagues do. But you would hope that this would inspire some of the sports programming folks here to say, like, wait a minute. Yeah. There's interest in women's soccer. Well, let's look at the ratings for the NWSL. Well, it's actually pretty great. What are we yeah. doing? I mean, right now they're currently, uh, you know, with uh, CBS uh, or, you know, on Paramount Plus uh, where you can watch all, all the games. Obviously, the Challenge Cup is coming up soon, mm-hmm. uh, things like that. But now, the, because of this, do you think uh, that there's going to be more money going around with a lot of the, the Super League clubs? Do you think... Uh, you know, a couple players get poached and end up uh, going more than that are already there now. Like there's a lot of U.S. women's national team stars that are currently playing for uh, women's Super League clubs. Yeah, let's talk about it. How much of this bag is uh, Rose Lavelle going to get? That's what I'm interested in. How much of this bag is Sam Mewis going to get? How much is Kristen uh, Press going to get? You know, yeah, Toby yeah. Heath better get a big old bag. You know? She's got too much sauce. We she just, needs somewhere to put it. Okay. Right? And you pay them in American dollars. All right? I, we don't take money. That. Why you got, why you got this lady with a crown on your head on your money? Why is it in this odd shape? My G I need green. Uh, no, but th- I think uh, there's going to be a, a, an opportunity for players in the Super League just to get more money overall, whether they are you know foreign players or not. Um, but it, it makes me think that the, the possibility of players like Tobin Heath and Kristen Press, who play for Manchester United, will never come back to NWSL. I mean, why? What? What? What is there? True uh, incentive. I mean, look, I would say NWSL is a better league overall. But this also shifts. This should shift the incentive. To your point, if the only people that can play in the Women's Super League from America are players that are big names on the national team, and you would assume that a good portion of those might be able to get poached by the Women's Super League, then the interest for the NWSL would be to build stars that are currently here. So now you may look at an interest in more development, right? Which I know there's an incredible uh, system for developing uh, youth players in the women's game already, but now you're going to look at more and more sort of lifting up those players that aren't quite yet in the women's national team or able to go and making them the new superstars. I think this could have a trickle-down effect in a larger way that actually benefits NWS. So obviously you want the big names to stay here, and I think some of them will. Like, I don't think Megan Rapinoe's going to go. Over there, I think she's happy I mean, there's, here. There's rumors um, uh, that they who wants it? somebody in 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 Spain. I think Barcelona. Oh no, Real Madrid. I think uh, they they there's 
there's opportunity. Mega Rapino is going to be playing till she's like 53. Okay. Yeah. She, she, the, the contracts just keep coming in. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, it's it, so the next couple of years are going to be really interesting for the league. What where the players decide to stay because obviously uh, you know uh, the, the the league minimum in NWSL is not super super high. It's growing. It's going up year after year. But there's, if there's opportunity for more money uh, in in uh, in England. You know, the, the, there's competition there. But for also, where, if you want our players, we know you got the money now. So we're going to ask for some, <laughs> some big transfer bucks. fees. Fam. I mean, uh, all of a sudden, our players are more expensive, England. <laughs> I think you got it, WSL. <laughs> we got Stu Holden when we get back right after this. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. I just want to bring in with a word from one of our sponsors, us, and you, you guys being Gully Squad. And you know what? Maybe I keep saying you. Maybe you're listening to this and you're not a member of Gully Squad and you're wondering why. Well, I've given you amazing, uh, you know, reasons why I've told you the Slack channel is absolutely amazing. Here's another reason why I think Gully Squad is absolutely incredible and why you should join is because whenever we have guests and we've had everything from World Cup winners to MLS, Premier League, and WSL, legends of the game, we've had incredible, incredible players on our show, incredible guests from comedians like Roy Wood Jr of the daily show incredible guest the only people who get to ask them questions besides christian and i are gully squad gully squad finds out early who our guests are and they get the chance to put those questions in the slack those are the only other questions we ever ask if you want to be one of those folks if you want to join the amazing slack channel if you want to get to become a part of this community if you want to start you know uh cooperating with some of the gulliest kit the kit that they're making for themselves if you want to drop some knowledge in the coffee or the beer and wine liquor section or the food porn section all that you got to join gully squad most importantly if you also want to ask questions of our guests you either got to become a cooligan which is impossible right unless you, you're funnier than christian then try out let me know or you got to join gully squad and join that slack community so if you want to do that just go to shouts to us.com again that's shouts to us.com or you can simply go to soccer cooligans.com slash gully squad in fact if you go to soccer cooligans.com it's our website we worked really hard on it we think it's really nice and all over the place you'll find buttons to join gully squad so do it today and welcome back to the cooligans living room fc here on fubo sports network and uh christian our guest is finally here and you might not know this and i'm by the way this is just off the dome this is not something that fox sent me to say uh but apparently for the first time in english language television history fox sports presents a full <laughs> slate of matches and extensive studio coverage of the CONCACAF men's uh olympic qualifying championship across fs1 and fs2 wow alexis <laughs> you nailed that and it's impressive <laughs> that you just got it right up there I, are you on uh some sort of mailing list with fox sports i don't you know, know what it is it's just that i'm so passionate about their sports <laughs> coverage that i'm also excited that we get to talk to one of our favorite guests on the show i believe a fourth time i think only the only guest who might best him is his co-host his co-commentator <laughs> uh is his lead uh the the other guy uh john strong <laughs> but ladies and gentlemen the lead analyst for fox sports and one i mean what a great friend of the show ladies and gentlemen Put your hands together, unless you're driving. And even if you are, pull over, pull up the e-brake, and put your hands together for the one, the only, Stu Holden, everybody. Yeah, there we go. What about, like, the, the finger snaps? Uh, if, yeah. if I remember last, it's going to be tough to top the last time I was on your show. We played FIFA. I mean, yeah, we, right. we we were like live in studio in New York. Remember we could <laughs> remember we could hang out with each other, guys. Yeah. You know, now they showed up. If you showed up to my apartment right now, I'd be like six feet, Stu. What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> okay, we, we're playing FIFA on Xbox Live. You better stay away from me. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Stu Holden. Exactly. 
Thank you so much uh, for joining us. Obviously, we have a lot to talk about when it comes to Olympic uh, qualifying that, that are currently going on right now. Uh, obviously, uh, the, the, the next match coming up is, is going to be U.S. against Mexico. Uh, huge, huge uh, uh, match. But before we talk about soccer, can we just talk about how you are feeling, your knee? You just <laughs> literally, I mean, a couple hours ago, probably, you just had knee surgery. Well, you know, Alexis, first of all, you nailed the read. Thank you. We're going to have all these matches <laughs> on television, FS1, FS2. But the, the second part and why I wanted to come on the show is I'm coming out of retirement. That's why I got my surgery yesterday. <laughs> you know, I saw that Yunus Musa, he committed to the United States. Like, we have all these great young players. I figured maybe I could be an overage player for the Olympics if we qualify. <laughs> so I was like, Doc, I need my 14th surgery on my left knee. Yeah. Get me repaired. Like, let's get back on the train. No holding back is coming back. Back. It's all happening. Um, but yeah, thankfully, I feel better. I had the surgery yesterday. I think it's my 14th surgery overall on my knees. Uh, wear and tear, guys. Somebody asked me on Twitter yesterday, would you do it all over again knowing that you'd have to go through this? 1,000% yes. You know, you, you put your body through what it is. I had some great experiences, but now I am I feel like a 70-year-old man with a cane. So there you go. Yeah, I mean, I'm probably going to need as many surgeries as you had on your knees when I get older, and I didn't get to play soccer at all. So yeah, definitely do it if but you at, can. At yeah. this point, it's just like you know you're 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 tearing an MCL just chasing your kids around. You know what I mean? Yeah, like well, that's <laughs> that, that's what I texted my buddy. I said, well, I went in for a, you know my hundred and fifty thousand mile tune up on my left knee, a clean out, like four to six weeks. Are you kidding me? That's nothing. You know, get the cigar out. <laughs> yeah, like this is nothing. Yeah, I mean this is exciting because it's the U twenty threes. And I haven't said this in a while, but like I'm excited to see who's next in the men's national team. Normally, I'm saying, could we bring up the next group? Because this is frustrating. I mean, what are who are you looking forward to? Who are the fans? Who should they be looking out? Because there's some really great names on here. Yeah, look, the the Olympics is something we haven't achieved since 2008, and that's why I wore my cheesy Olympic half zip here. Like, you know, I went to the Olympics, and all I got was this wonderful sweater. <laughs> um, but look, it, you, you know, you talk about these missed generations for the United States, and these number of players that didn't have the opportunity to play in a major tournament that's a developmental tournament that then you go on to the full team. Look at, uh, you know, back in 2000 in the Olympics, then 2002, we had our best ever World Cup run. 2008, then in 2010, we won the group. You know, we got out, we lost to Ghana, but but still, it's a, it's an important developmental step. So now you have this team. As always, the expectation, the base level expectation for the United States is qualify for the Olympics. If you don't do that, it's a failure. The shame is you don't have Pulisic, McKenney, Gio Reyna, Josh Sargent, all these guys that would be our A team for the U23s. They can't be a part of qualifying. So still, you have some really exciting names. As part of this group, you know, guys like Cardoso and Jackson Yule and Kessler in the back. And, you know, you, you could go down the list. We still have a pretty good group with Yanez going forward. That's, you still say this team needs to qualify for the Olympics. And there's a lot of pressure, I feel, on Jason Christ to pull that off. Yeah, yeah. I, the, the the one thing I would add, like the the the, the times that we have missed the Olympics, it, it has felt a little bit like it's been we've looked past it maybe you know americans like we only care when we qualify and when we don't it's like you know the, the, the pressure's not really there but this we didn't want little... it anyway <laughs> <laughs> but this feels a little bit different but can you speak a little bit to that pressure that J- jason christ is actually uh feeling because this time around it feels like if we do not qualify for the olympics there are there there will be a bigger consequence yeah i've actually been saying this about not just the olympic team but the full men's national team as well the 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 hype you guys feel it you know the excitement 
around this team and the number of players playing in Europe. But yet, this year, we're going to find out a lot about this group and how far this team has actually come. Because guess what? There's finally competitive games, games that mean something, games that, you know, that get the competitive juices uh, flowing, that, that, you know, then there becomes the pressure if you don't qualify, what comes next? This is the first real one before then you have Nation League, Gold Cup, World Cup qualifiers in the fall where we can really judge this team and say, okay, how far have we come? So to your guys' point, you have this group stage. The United States are not an easy group. They have Mexico, Costa Rica, and the Dominican Republic. And then if you're part of the top two, get, <laughs> then, then it comes to a one-off game. We had that back in 2008. I remember feeling that pressure against Canada. Now we won. Freddie Adu scored two goals in that game and Sasha Kleston the other one. But for the U.S., to get to that stage, and then it's a one-off game, you know, and then you find out, do these guys have the mentality? Do these guys have the ability in a tough game to really figure it out beyond their talent to grind it out and get a result and perform in a one-off game that says we're going to Japan or we're not? And that's what I'm excited to see if we get to that point. If it's To me, it seems like our senior team is a U23 team at this point. It's yeah. so young. Do you think the U.S. sort of is going to suffer without being able to start some of those? And don't you think to some degree there was an opportunity to maybe play some of those guys in this and let them get some of this big competition uh, sort of, uh, you know, uh, working before some of the big or more major competitions like the Gold Cup and the World Cup? Yeah, well, I mean, guys, it was a challenge coming into the Olympics, even going pre-pandemic, pre-COVID, of what this summer would have looked like in 2020. And then you fast forward and you log jam the calendar. The the U23s haven't played a competitive game, a competitive game being a friendly for them since 2019 against Brazil and where we lost 1-0. I mean, 2019, we're in 2021 now. I know yeah. 2020 just feels like a, a throwaway year. <laughs> but in saying that, you know, Greg Berhalter at the whiteboard with his staff, with Jason Christ, trying to figure out this roster, the emerging players, the guys that, you know, weren't part of the roster last March have now worked their way into the team. Guys like Kessler, who had a great rookie season in MLS now he might be starting for this team and I think that's the challenge of you know the the friendlies towards the end of last year the friendly for the United States against Trinidad and Tobago which was mostly U23 U24 what it's going to be because you had to fast forward a year those types of guys have had full national team experience only trying to get them ready for this experience but still Jason Christ was not the coach he was a part of the team but he still wasn't the head coach and now you roll this team out you've been training down in Mexico and and you have a tough couple of games and then all of a sudden you're playing Mexico with a lot on the line for where you're going to finish in the group. So it's going to be exciting. And guess what, guys? I don't think it's going to look pretty the first couple of games, but can the U.S. figure it out quickly? That's going to be their biggest challenge. Okay. How quickly uh, can we play DR? No offense, Christian. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, look, I don't want – it would be difficult if Dominican Republic is the reason the U.S. is not making it to the Olympics. I mean, it would be bittersweet at the very least. <laughs> we are here with the homie, Stu Holden, yeah, uh, going to be calling uh, matches on Fox Sports of the U.S. Men's Olympic Qualifying Tournament. Uh, Stu, we have some questions from Gully Squad, our supporters group. Uh, you are familiar. You have – you also have a Gully shirt. I have shirt. a Gully shirt. I do. I have the Gully shirt. <laughs> I should have had it underneath this cheesy half sip, but you know, it's all good. What a great no. reveal! Yeah. <laughs> um, so we have a couple questions. Uh, so let's start with Thomas Thorne. He asked uh, about Christian Pulisic. He said, "How do you feel about his lack of starts uh, at Chelsea? And uh, do you think this time is affecting his role on the national team?" I, I don't think that, but uh, so in general, with what's been going on at Chelsea uh, for Christian Pulisic, how do you feel about uh, that? Because obviously, some people have been concerned. 
Yeah, it's it's concerning a little bit, uh, also a little disappointing because I felt like Christian Pulisic was, you know, getting through some of those injury problems he had early in the year, was starting to reemerge, get consistent minutes, starting to produce again. And like, look, I mean, th- this is part of being at a big club in the Premier League where managers, you know, so they, they get changed out like silverware at times, you know, out the, the new one, here comes the next one. On paper, initially, it looked like, okay, Thomas Tuchel, here was his coach at Dortmund, a guy that knows him well. But if you go back to that, uh, Tuchel didn't necessarily trust him in the same way, and he didn't always fit into his system. And I think you're seeing that. Like, Pulisic, when he got the start the other day, was playing as a right wing back, having to track back defensively, then having to get into the attack. It doesn't suit his strengths. I'd like to see Tuchel give him a run as one of those two number 10s, where he has the ability to be creative again and get in behind. Uh, Chelsea is stacked with talent in the attacking end. I think he has to be patient. I think he has a great attitude right now, which I, which I like to see the way that he's talking about his resolve and needing to wait for his opportunity. And when he's get, when his opportunity comes, he's going to take it. You can see though, Pulisic's body language is showing you he's not happy. This won't go along yeah. too much longer. But the Chelsea board then came out and said, "Look, we're not selling him. We have no intention of selling him." So I think this is just a case of let's wait and see. The lack of minutes is concerning, but I'm not at the point yet where I'm like, okay, he needs to leave, get out of Chelsea. I think too often players are looking for that next thing. But in saying that, the clubs that he's been linked to, if it's true, Manchester United, Bayern Munich, Liverpool, those are pretty good clubs that you could go to and step right into (laughs) and have success. So I'm not worried about Pulisic. It actually builds a lot of character. And for a guy who's had a lot of injury problems over the past year, year and a half, a a little bit of a slow buildup again, I don't think will do him any harm in what's going to be a very busy summer and fall. When you hear fans say, like, oh, when is an American going to do it in the Premier League? Are you and Clint Dempsey ever texting each other, like, should we go to these people's homes (laughs) and say hi? (laughs) Yeah. I don't think the the current generation of Americans playing in the Premier League think that way. I think the fans have a tendency of being a short-term, you know, bias. And they say, oh, well, you know, Pulisic and, you know, these guys are paving the way for the next Americans. And I'm like, wait, hold on a minute. The the guys before that did that. And then even the guys before, you know, myself and Dempsey and Donovan and, and Timmy, I mean, those guys made it possible for me. But then you even go back to the Brad Friedels and the, the Hannemans and John Harks and those guys that have, you know, we have a long history in the Premier League as Americans, but it's been a while since we've had a guy like Pulisic at a top club making a significant impact. And I think that really bodes well for the next generation of hopefully going to some of these really big clubs. Yeah, I, I love just simply the fact that Thomas Tuchel has to has to respond to why he's not playing Christian Pulisic. Where now there's an American player that people are like, "Why aren't you playing the American player? <laughs> yeah. Are you we sure you see him on?" Which is like, "Whoa, they like because, us." Because guess what, guys? The best part of this is he's not being talked about as an American player. He's a good yeah. soccer player, and and you know we're we're getting away from the labeling of like, "Well, he's American." You know, he he's not he's not abil- uh, have the ability to compete. This guy went for over seventy million dollars. And that's where I think the pressure comes a little bit because Chelsea are like, hold on a minute. This guy's talented. He's performed. He costs a lot of money. You need to be playing him. Oh, and by the way, he's also American. So, so sort it out. <laughs> if you were playing today, how much do you think you'd go for? Well, I mean, what was Pulisic? 70? So maybe like 72? <laughs> Just a little bit? A little bit? 72 0-0-1. cents? <laughs> yeah. uh, Nick Zip asked, at Bolton, it's, Bolton always seemed, which by the way, Bolton low-key, one of my favorite jerseys with the big Reebok on the shoulder. Hold on. I'll always pull it out in a second. I got one down here. Oh, dude, I love it. If, if you know any player that was double XL, tell him to hit me up. I'll buy one of them. Uh, Bolton always seemed like a hoof it up to the big guy type team. How true was that stereotype? And do you think it hindered your development as a player? And I think that that actually is a great question because it adds 
players like Daryl DK that are out there now and, and mm-hmm. Christian Busick playing in the wrong position. Do you think that actually hurts your development as a player? And do you think that's true? That stereotype of, uh, I think Owen Coyle was your manager back yeah, then, right? Yeah, it's an interesting question because before I got to Bolton, um, Sam Allardyce was the coach. And that was like, you know, Kevin Davis was a phenomenal striker. He was one of the best players I've ever seen aerially. And you could always rely on that route one. You knew you had it in there. Um, but when Owen Coyle came in, we actually tried to play more. You know, we, we had Gary Cahill at the back who was at Chelsea for a number of years. And the the the, the play would essentially be to split our fullbacks I would drop deeper get on the ball and then you know I wouldn't say it hindered my development I actually think it helped my development because I became more of a two-way box-to-box midfielder where I had to drop back defensively but we also played this high intensity press teams high up the field try to win the ball back and you know at times that was yes it was a bit of a, a long ball but that was to get a team on their back foot and then we would press up and try to win the ball in that final third so I wouldn't say that when we played the Manchester United's and the Chelsea's and you know the Liverpool's that that we knew we could outpossess them and outpass them. We also at times had to recognize the best way to beat those teams was to play direct and it was effective. I mean the year that I actually got my first major injury, we were 5th in the Premier League at the time and we you know we were competing for European places. And so, you know, we we knew what we were good at, we were comfortable within that, but yet I always used to say it was actually easier playing some of the bigger teams at times because they would drop off and almost say like, "Look, we know you guys want to play this way, but we're going to try and make you beat us by breaking it down." And we're like, oh, we don't want the ball in the middle of the field. What are you doing? Um, And so, you know, that was that was part of that, you know, the game of uh, chess in a way. And um, yeah, we we were effective at what we what we were and we were comfortable with that. At times we struggled to break teams down when they dropped a little bit deeper. But um, at my development as a player, I think my next step would have hopefully have been to go to a team that was very possession based. And, you know, I, I could be that box to box midfielder. But my my I would say growth from the Dynamo to Bolton was exponential. Just being around and playing with some of the best players in all of your... Oh, look at that. The bandana. It's in, man. Hold it down. The bandana. Hold it down, baby. H-Town. The, uh, okay, another question I wanted to ask. Uh, this is a great question from Neil Gavoni. He asked, in light of your hairstyle during the 2008 Olympics, uh, you had some classic hairstyles, by the way. Obviously, the fr- nobody that did frosted tips better than Stu Holden. Um, <laughs> who is your favorite male pop artist from the late 90s, 2000s boy band era? And you can oh, say yourself, because oh. I've seen the photos. <laughs> you know, US Soccer actually sent me this ahead of the Olympics. It's kind of cool. You can see uh, with my sweet hairstyle, it was from the opening goal in the Olympics, which was I thought was pretty cool, but you can see my blonde highlights and, and you hair You look like if there. Oasis was a band from California. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, I, I thought about bringing the tips back. Maybe I should. Um, it was my wife, though, that said to me when we were like five years dating, uh, she's like, hey, look, um, there's only room for one in this relationship with highlights. And I was like, so you're going to you're going to dye your hair. She's like, you need. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, uh, no, look, I was uh, I was an NSYNC guy. Uh, you know, bye, bye, bye. I, I okay. loved me some NSYNC. Um, and then LFO, the Boys of Summer. You guys know that one? Of course. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> oh God, no. Yes, Why remind us of yeah. I mean, 
Yeah, it was just the chillest of vibes. Yeah, that yeah. Is, that's I, every true. now and again, okay. I like to throw on like on Spotify the you know the the nineties two thousands pop band in the car with my daughter, my five year old, and she's like, "Daddy, just turn this off. It's terrible." <laughs> yeah, to them it <laughs> sounds right. like concertos. You know, <laughs> um, here's a cool thing. I want to know. We we want to know. We asked Brianna Scurry her top five for women's national team, and I figured you know we got an American national team player, a U.S. men's national team player here. That uh, we want to know what your top five or what your five aside is, but let's do Americans that played in the Premier League. Let's let these oh. kids know. You know, it ain't just Pulisic. You know what I mean? Well, yeah, it's not just Pulisic in there. And you know, there's some. This this was this is tough because I, I might have to leave a couple of my good buddies out of this team here. You can't think about um, the group chat. You can't think about the no, group chat. No, I know, but the, the group chat is strong. <laughs> they come at me. They see everything. Um, but here we go. I'm I'm going to start with. Uh, Wait, before you start, just make sure you post this in the group chat, this segment, please. Clint's not in the group chat, and I, I think he's off in the woods somewhere in North Carolina. Yeah, yeah. Like, he's he's away he's from done. society. His beard's probably like out to here. Um, okay. I'm going to start with him in my team because Clint, Clint uh, is the, the greatest American. This is actually, we swapped jerseys in this game, and you can see the only way I could get close to him was by ripping his shirt apart. <laughs> um, so I wanted the jersey that I ripped. Was, was so, Clint so, Dempsey in a boy band? Were you yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, man. He's the rapper. He's the rapper. Um, all right. So Clint's, Clint's my number one pick uh, here. Um, I'm going to put uh, Tim Howard in there as well. I was I was debating whether I needed a goalkeeper, but I have to have Timmy in there. I need I, some, some type of defensive presence. Uh, the other one I'm going to put in there is Christian Pulisic. Now, I've never played with Pulisic. I love watching him play. I think it would be fun to play with him on a five-a-side team because I feel like he'd be really good. I'm going to put myself in there because, you know what, my career was cut early due to injuries. I love, I love to get a game anytime I can play. So I'm going to be in that team. <laughs> You know, yeah. you have one put more a Boltoni in you there. Put yourself you only have in. You have one more after this. Yeah, one more done. pick. Four to six weeks, you'll be back and good to go. So. See, now, now it becomes you're, you're... tricky because do I put Landon Donovan, who played at Everton? Do I put Carlos Bocanegra, who's going to light up the group chat? Uh, or do I put Brian McBride, the you know the OG up front? Yeah. I mean, there's there's so many names. I feel like with all that attacking talent, including you know a creative number ten like myself, we got Dempsey and we got Pulisic. Um, <laughs> I'm going to put not a defender. So sorry, Los, you're missing out. I'm putting Landon Donovan in there. We're going all out attack, and we're going to leave Timmy stranded in the back to be the goalkeeper. So Landon, Pulisic, Dempsey, Holden, Howard. There you go. Boom. Winning squad. squad. That's a hell of a squad. (laughs) Especially with Dempsey free roaming. You don't don't need him to even Hold on. I'm going to rip Clint's shirt a little bit more here. Uh, no, you know what? An interesting thing that I saw recently, uh, Joao Cancelo of Manchester City, uh, recently uh, he was asked the question, who uh, is the, the toughest, uh, you know, who's the toughest defending against? Oh, it's and weird. We said, didn't play against each other. I didn't know he said <laughs> me. But it's cool that he brought you up, though, isn't it? <laughs> but he said, Christian Pulisic, he said he was the, the, the toughest 1v1 to go against because he was too, he was so shifty and fast and he, didn't, he, he couldn't predict his next movement. I, I used to hate playing against guys like that, to be honest, like with the low center of gravity that could just get you off balance. And you do those drills in practice where you do one against one or two against two. And if I'd be spaced out, you know, against that guy, isolate him, I was like, help, help, come weak side, help me. I, I don't want this guy to just skin me and make me look like a fool here. But, you know, Pulisic is fun to watch. I, I hope he gets back on the field more regularly with Chelsea here soon because he's a huge part of, we all know, U.S. soccer's future here going forward. Yeah, Speaking uh, of Premier League, it's looking like the majority 
majority of this Olympic qualifying team is going to be made up of uh, MLS uh, players. Do you think this is a good opportunity for players that are still in MLS or developing in MLS to show that they also have that, you know, the skill and the, and the ability to play at the senior team? Because it seems like the senior team is going to be 10 out of 11 are going to be yeah. you know, European based. Oh, 100%. We're, we're going through that, you know, the, the cyclical shift in the cycles where you look back at what 2020, our team was majority European guys. 2014 then came back MLS. MLS make a big investment in American talent. And now I, I think your starting 11 for the men's national team is going to be pretty much all European-based players. And it becomes an opportunity for these guys when they get the chance in like the Olympic qualifiers and, you know, these games heading into the Gold Cup potentially as well for MLS guys to stake a claim, not just to be a part of the starting lineup, but just the roster in general and then also guys to get a chance to move overseas I, th- I think you're going to see even more of that it, Greg Berhalter tell, told us ahead of the last friendly that, that it's become dinner table talk guys talking about wanting to go to Europe wanting to play at some of the biggest clubs seeing guys at Dortmund at Juventus at Chelsea and saying I want to do the same so you're going to see a lot more of that in the next couple of years yeah, well, I mean, we had Tanner Tessman of FC Dallas on, and uh, what he I believe he's eighteen or nineteen years old. And he's he got his own ch- about- uh, podcast, right? The ch- the Chum Squad or something? Yeah, is that right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. But he w- he was just talking like, yeah, the next that's my next step, Europe. Okay, yeah, I know what I know what the next move is, and and seeing this confidence from American players is like. You uh, for uh, like the instinct is to be like, hey, slow yeah. down there, I'm buddy. Not there, bro. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know. <laughs> well, it, it, it is a part. I mean, I remember guys when I was a rookie in MLS. I, I'd always I'd come back from Europe and then wanted to go back, and I remember Dominic Kinnear. Had, had a really important conversation with me saying, look, you want to go over there? You think you're you're capable of doing that? I believe you are, but you need to prove it here first. You need to you know, get a starting spot. You think being a backup in a team in MLS is going to get you in the Premier League in Europe? It's not. And I, I almost, you know, that, that really resonated with me. And when I would read into headlines, when I started to, you know, things started to go well for me, he kept me humbled and grounded and said, be a top five midfielder in Major League Soccer. And then all the things were falling into place and you know I'll take a quick second to my last year though I was best 11 all-star team national team and I was in a much better place to then go and be able to uh, have the impact that I did and I think guys sometimes take their eye off the prize and think that I've already made it you need to go through the steps to get there Um, and and it's it's an ever-changing market because American players right now are really hot property and that's Let's why I go. respect Stu Holden very much, especially because you did it in a time when, like, YouTube wasn't really that popping. <laughs> and now some, some dudes be getting careers just off a good YouTube yeah, highlight. A good reel. highlight. <laughs> Brian Reynolds for FC Dallas guys he he played one season in, in MLS and yeah. you know he's he's playing at Roma so you know it's hard not to see those stories if you're another young player and say well that's going to be me you know a, a lot right now people are buying on potential so you know p- potential and techno music that's that's kind of the perfect <laughs> recipe I think those are the two <laughs> they pair so well together <laughs> yeah. you can't resist <laughs> All right, another one in the books. Thank you so much, Stu Holden, uh, for joining us. And a, a reminder, go and check out uh, the U.S. Men's Olympic qualifying matches uh, and the, the entire tournament on Fox Sports. is going to be great. Stu, uh, you absolutely crushed it per usual. Uh, is there anything you want to let people know about before we sign off? 
Yeah, well, make sure you, first of all, tune in. Big game against Mexico. Anytime it's U.S.-Mexico tomorrow. Uh, and then the big one where the U.S. will look to qualify for the Olympics this coming summer. And then make sure you stay with us all summer on Fox Sports. We're going to have MLS kicking off. We've got the Gold Cup. We've got World Cup qualifiers in the fall. So, as always, stay with us in FS1, guys. Come on. All right. Uh, okay. Uh, so, Stu, uh, we also need to do uh, a goal celebration, uh, Jeff. Uh, this is, it is becoming tradition on this show. Uh, so, uh, obviously, you don't have to do anything too crazy. I don't want you to put too much pressure on yourself. You can bring back okay. a classic. You could do something new. I don't know. I don't know how strong your Millie Rock is. I don't even yeah, know. Well, but... You know, I, I used to let's do say, the airplane. Let's say you scored. Let's say you just scored in your five-a-side against the – the five players you didn't choose who've been hitting you up in the group chat <laughs> well, since this I, aired. <laughs> yeah, that's a tough one. So normally I did the airplane. Maybe it was the stanky leg. I'm kind of restricted in here. So I think what I do right now, I've been working out a lot. So I'm going with the the, the shirt off celebration. Yes. <laughs> you know what? It's not just Instagram. This guy's showing his abs on yes. our show. Okay. <laughs> You know, yo, I there gotta you give go. you some credit, Stu, because you're looking a little bit like, uh, like you and Holden. Okay, you look like <laughs> your brother. I'm trying to look like Plain Bay here, you know. No, <laughs> look like you. You look like you could pull the plane, Bay. I told you the comeback is on for real. <laughs> Good God, I love it. Thank you, Stu. Uh, you want to see a real app? Uh, no, I'm joking. I'm not gonna do it. <laughs> all right, everybody. Just a, a reminder: uh, follow us at Soccer Cooligans on all social media platforms. Follow at Football Sports uh, on all socials as well and make sure to subscribe to the football sports youtube channel for full episodes of the show and some more of nude stew uh, what am i so- doing man what am i doing <laughs> love it uh let us end the show the way we normally do as is tradition so for Stu holden my name is christian polanco i'm alexis guerrero <laughs> and together what are we the, the cooligans! Cooligans! <laughs> that's the first shirtless cooligans ever <laughs> <laughs>